Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Haley Ryan here on Talk the Plank with your minor league madness. To begin, Cody Bolton has been the latest debut for the Bucks, and he has been pretty good for an injury fill-in. He's only played two games, so his 450 ERA doesn't mean much right now, but he has four strikeouts in four innings, including two scoreless in his debut. Now the biggest story with the minor leagues obviously has been Drew Maggi, who has now returned to Altoona. However, and the 16-0 or 16-1 blowout over the Washington Nationals, he had his first RBI and first hit. And I'm pretty sure everybody, whether you're Pirates fans or not, has been super excited. It has been it plastered all over the MLB. And, you know, overall, you really just like to see this guy get an opportunity. Um, I wish it was more, you know, long-lived, but... Um, He's back in the lineup for Altoona, and, you know, me being down in Altoona is going to be pretty fun to see him. But um, the Pirates have been off to a pretty hard, hot start, but how have their minor leagues been playing? Well, A Indianapolis has had a surprising start to the season, but not for very good reason. Uh, now, Indy is 11-17 and 17 on the season, which is pretty shocking considering that's their most they're nearest to the MLB level. Um, so they have a lot of top prospects and they have a lot of, you know, MLB ready players, 
but they haven't performed, and then the injuries have just been plaguing them. Star-catching prospect Andy Rodriguez, he's still not back from the injured list. Nick Gonzalez is injured. Jared Triolo is injured. Travis Swaggerty has gone down with an injury. Four of your big prospects going down with injury definitely doesn't help, especially since those were four of the starters. But in case you missed it, star pitcher prospect and perhaps one of the more MLB-ready players, Mike Burrows announced that he underwent Tommy John surgery and will miss 14 to 16 months. Now, realistically, with JT Brubaker, oh, JT Brubaker, my apologies, out uh, 14 to 16 months himself, if the rotation were to take an injury, it would be between Luis Ortiz and... Mike Burrows really to be one of the call-ups and Luis Ortiz is definitely performing I'm not and he has played a little bit in the MLB but Mike Burrows going down has just been really really hard because he was more of the MLB ready prospects we could have seen him a lot sooner than some of the other ones and I think we could have seen him a lot sooner than before a September call-up and I, I definitely wish that Burroughs didn't go down and first of all you hate to see anybody go down with an injury like Tommy John surgery because that's just a blow and recovery for Tommy John surgery it could go either way really and so it definitely is hard to see Mike Burroughs go down and he's struggled with UCL injuries before and this season um, alone, he had um, UCL injuries, and he wanted to get a bunch of opinions, so he went around, got a bunch of different opinions, and, you know, a lot of fans, uh, I can imagine a lot of the coaches and players have hoped that it would, Tommy John surgery would be unavoidable. However, it it definitely was... I mean, I I wouldn't want to say it was a shock because obviously with UCL, you expect that that anytime a pitcher has an injury in his arm, you're just like, oh no, because that's the day and age, you know, Tommy John has been a lot more prevalent and it's pretty frustrating. But whenever they ultimately decided that surgery was the route they wanted to take, um, I definitely felt the shock factor. I was like, oof. Because already Indianapolis is struggling, um, and obviously that's not um, great for the Indians. But it's also a hard blow for the Pirates because, like I said, next man up, if one of our pitchers get an injury or say, you know, um, two of our pitchers, obviously Luis Ortiz would probably be called up. You know, Mike Burrows would be probably next on the list. Um, So definitely... It's been a little frustrating with the injuries, but on top of the injuries for Indianapolis, the performances have been lackluster. Pitcher Quinn Priester, one of the top prospects, he has fallen slightly, I will I will say that. Um, he's 1-3 with a 7.78 ERA. Now, that's not what anyone expected with the transition. And like I say, I say transition because he was just in double A and now he's making his way up to triple A. But then again, you know, we see Swaggerty and Kanan Smith and Jigba. 
Um, Kanan Smith and Jigba was sent down from the majors after not performing. He only has one RBI since going down. And, you know, it's a little bit frustrating to see. And with Travis Swaggerty, he's been injured a lot. Um, so it's been a little frustrating, and I can tell that it's been frustrating for the players. But there have been some standouts in AAA. Um, Josh Palacios has four homers, 17 RBIs. He's got a high batting average of 338. Uh, he's been the standout. But, however, another standout, which is quite an odd case, I would say, is Cal Mitchell. Cal Mitchell started off pretty good in the majors, then he just really underperformed. And I think being paired up, coming up with Jack Sawinski, and, you know, they've been matched up with each other. They've been friends. And obviously Jack Sawinski had that tear um, with home runs and everything. And Cal Mitchell just looked like the odd man out. So being optioned, now he is just like one of Indy's hottest hitters. Um, and, you know, sometimes guys are only minor league players, and it's frustrating because I am a Mitchell fan, and I, I, I really wish he could figure it out. But I definitely I definitely see where they're coming from in terms of, you know, Mitchell is performing really well in Triple A, but obviously the Pirates are locked and loaded with a bunch of outfielders. Um, but yeah, there's some standouts, but a majority of the batters cannot hit right now. And you know, I mentioned Priester early on, but the others in the rotation aren't aren't much better. The second best pitcher on the team right now is Osvaldo Beto who he's one in 12 or one in two pardon me with a 512 era and then caleb smith follows suit who's also one in two with a 704 era and these are the top three guys in the rotation and honestly or top four rather and you know i definitely am just I don't want to say concerned. Um, Beto is coming up from Altoona, so again, could be another transition thing. But one bright spot for the rotation, Luis Ortiz. Now, I mentioned he's had a little bit of time in the majors with the Bucks, and he's looked pretty good. I honestly was thinking that he'd be up at the beginning of the season, but he started in AAA, and he's 2-1 and one with a 2.45 ERA, and in 29.1 innings pitched, only allowed 19 hits. Obviously, he's spearheading the rotation. The numbers are just not the same compared to Luis Ortiz. And honestly, I know Burrow's going down, Ortiz looking good. That's awesome. But Ortiz is just one guy, and in a rotation, you have four, five, six spots. So the rotation's obviously not helping them. And... You know, I definitely will see, think we'll see Luis Ortiz in the rotation soon. Um, yeah, I mean, I think AAA is a little bit concerning, and I'm not quite sure. I think definitely the injuries aren't helping whatsoever. But the team plays at Toledo tonight. Um, they have first pitch at 635, and Priester is on the mound. He looks to turn it around. But moving on to the Altoona Curve. The Altoona Curve is 11-10, and, and they have some outstanding performances offensively. Um, 
But if you were convinced that Henry Davis was a bust, think again, okay? Davis is currently one of the best curve hitters right now. He leads in homers with six, uh, RBIs with 15, and when he gets a hold of the of a ball, these things just fly. Just last week, he hit one 460, and it was out of the ballpark, cleared everything. Now, I'm not one to get on anybody's case, but... You know, across all sports, basketball, hockey, baseball, uh, football, bust is such a loosely used term. Henry Davis is in double A. You can't call him a bust, and I get it. I get it. He has a high standard. He was the first overall. Pirates got about a lot of backlash taking a catcher overall, but you can't call him a bust. He's also been very unlucky with injuries. He's been hit by a pitch, whether that's crowding plate or what, but... He's just, he's not a bust. He's in double A. He's a young kid. He's, like, he's making his way through. Like, I'm sorry. I know he's been covered up by Andy Rodriguez, but why compare the two and just admit the fact we got two really good prospects, catching prospects? Anyways. Um, Now, another outstanding player is Domingo Leyba. He leads the team in hits with 23, which is five more than Henry Davis. He's second in RBIs with 14, one behind uh, Davis. And in 69 at-bats, he only has seven strikeouts, which is crazy to me. Um, Because I get you're making uh, more outs and everything, but strikeouts seem to bite a lot of players um, and... You know, seven strikeouts and 69 at-bats, when you don't even hit 10 strikeouts, that's pretty good. But we know Leover Peguero, he is speedy, speedy, speedy. He leads with nine stolen bases and 15 runs scored because he's always on base. And the offense has just been really great. Um, But the curves pitching, again, has been lackluster. Shortridge, Aaron Shortridge, has an ERA of 495 in 20 innings. He is 2-1. However, Kyle Nicholas is 1-3 with a 5.32 ERA. So, pitching really hasn't showed up. Um, they have to be bailed often by the offense. But, you know, they had a lot of close games just because sometimes it was just hitting central. It would be like 14-13 to 13 curve win or 15-12 to 12 curve win just because... Pitching with lackluster offense is hot. So, pretty half and half. Um, Like, the record doesn't show it. The curve is playing better besides the pitching. They've played better. A lot of people expected them to be worse because losing a lot of their prospects to AAA, obviously. But I think they still have been super solid. Um, And especially getting more time to see them up close they've personally have been putting together strings of offense Uh, a lot of the times they the left on base runners left on base hasn't come back to bite them a lot and they've just been playing with full you know um agility and just fierceness and the team as a whole the over Piero brings so much to this team he brings speed he brings just so much you know, he's just, 
he's bringing attitude. He's so fierce, and that's what you need in a team, a young team like this, because they're all fighting for one goal. And at the end of the day, that's what you need to be a good team. And, you know, Greensboro and Bradenton are often overlooked in terms of the Bucks minor leagues. However, Bradenton is 14-9 and nine as they take on Tampa tonight at 6.30. Javier Rivas, Emmanuel Torero, they are tied with 14 RBIs, and the pitching has been stellar, with Thomas Harrington going 3-0 with a 2.89 ERA. Now, for Greensboro, they're also 14-9 on the season. Um, Jace Bowen and Mike Jarvis. I know a lot of people don't really focus on Greensboro and Bradenton, as I said, but Jace Bowen's a name you might want to keep around. Mike Jarvis as well. They're tied with 18 RBIs in total, um, as well as Jarvis with the home run lead. He has six home runs. And, you know, the pitching, I feel like overall a common theme is the pitching just hasn't been there for most of the pitchers in the minor leagues. Um, Anthony Solomato leads the team in ERO with 386, but he has been injured recently. And Michelle Miliano has 24 strikeouts in 12 innings, which is just like, wow. I, I don't know. I'm just kind of mind blown by that because obviously if you see like 15 strikeouts in 12 innings, you're like, oh, okay, whatever. But double your innings pitch, you have that in strikeouts. It's pretty crazy to me. But um, overall, um, this is just a generally shorter episode for me personally just because I just wanted to jump in here and give a little insight on overall how the teams have been performing because I know a lot of people expect triple A and double A to be a lot better um but triple A is just a little concerning individually performance wise some guys aren't hitting some guys aren't pitching good and I think that's that's kind of what the problem is. And I um, basically think that I basically think that um, the teams overall are pretty bad or pretty. They're not horrible, but I think Bradenton and Greensboro are definitely struggling a little bit more with or not struggling rather they seem like they're a little bit more put together and then triple a and double a are really um i mean curve is pitching well um i i just think overall triple a is a pretty big concern with what um with what we're um, doing right now in the minor leagues. But now some potential call-ups I could see. Um, I definitely think we could see Luis Ortiz if the rotation falls a little bit. Um, But I definitely think that... um, If I think potentially... I don't really think we'll see Smith and Jigba or Mitchell back up soon, just simply because, I mean, Cal Mitchell could come up because he's been performing in AAA, but like I said, he's a little bit lackluster, and 
I'm not quite sure exactly how that's gonna work, but um, we feel like pretty stacked right now, and I know we're gonna be coming off of a series sweep from the Rays, which isn't very good for the Pirates, but overall, we're still not where we need to be calling up a lot of guys yet, but if a rotation injury does occur, I think we'll be seeing Luis Ortiz soon. Like, um, much of those guys might be coming up, uh, soon, depending on how they perform and obviously how many guys are injured. But that's all I have for your minor league madness here on Talk the Plank. This has been Haley Ryan. Make sure to follow Talk the Plank at Talk the Plank Pod, as well as myself at Haley Ryan with an underscore after Ryan. Thank you so much for tuning in.